0: Continue worshiping God now as we hear the Gospel reading. and invite you to stand as you're able. Today's Gospel is from the Gospel of John, chapter 21, starting in the 15th verse. When they had finished breakfast... Peter was grieved because he'd said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you're old, you will stretch out your hands, and another will dress you, and carry, where, carry you where you do not want to go. This he said to show by what kind of death. He was to glorify God. And after saying this, he said to him, Follow me. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. It's my joy today as we begin the proclamation of this Gospel to invite our youth shine team forward as they begin to share with us and unpack the good news that Christ sets us free. Shine. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This is hilarious. Look at them flying. Look at their claws. (laughs) Okay, Okay. guys, see you later. Some wild birds. Really? Where did you find them? In that field over there. What are you going to do with those wild birds? I'm going to play games with them. Games? What kind of games? I like poking them with a the stick and then they start biting each other. It's hilarious. What are you gonna do with them once you're done playing games with them? I'd be to my cat. My cat really likes wild birds. Well, I'm really fond of wild birds and I'd like to take those off your hands. Really? You know, they're not good for nothing. You open this cage, they're just gonna fly away. I'll pay for them. Okay, five dollars. Okay. Ten dollars. Fine, ten dollars. $20, that's my final offer. They're so exotic birds. You got them in a field. An exotic field? Here you go, $20. Here you go, nice doing business with you. There you go, go on now, you're free. I see you looking at the cage. Yeah? You know I've got mankind in there. Mankind? Where'd you find them? In the garden. You know the funny thing is that I didn't even put them in the cage. They put themselves in there. What are you going to do with them now that they're in the cage? I'm going to play games with them. Games? Games they think will bring them so much pleasure, but will leave them so empty. I'll make right seem wrong and wrong right seem right. Then what? They'll be damned for all eternity. My father and I are really fond of mankind. So what do you say? I'm going to purchase their freedom. You want these humans? You know they're no good. They've turned their backs on you before and will do it again. Are you serious? Very serious. You know it will cost you everything. It will cost you your tears. Yeah. Your blood. I know. Your life. Are you willing to figure it It's worth it. There you go. You're free. This reminds us what Jesus did for us on the cross. He picked up that wooden cross and carried it to Mount Calvary because he loved you and me. Maybe this describes you. You feel like you're in a prison and you want to be set free. Christ came to give us freedom. He wants you to live life as he intended. Don't miss out on the opportunity to find out about his freedom. you've just seen and heard, we thank you shine. The risen Christ has set us free. And for those in Christ, we are no longer held captive by a cage, by sin. Whether it's the sinful condition we are born into or the cage we build out of our own doing. If the sun has set you free, you are free indeed. I hope you felt the power of that promise as the Holy Spirit used shine this morning to proclaim that the captives have been set free. But what do you do when it's Easter time like it is now? In this season of hope, and you don't feel like it's Easter, you still feel like you're in that cage. Well, I know how you feel. I have to confess, as I walk through these days of Lent, I had caught myself spending more time thinking about the things I've done or haven't done or haven't done well or or I even have done well. You know those to-do lists? And then those things that are still waiting. You know, the worst thing is is that as I catch myself going through this circle of thought about maybe all I've done wrong or all I've done right, something's left out. really better said someone is left out. Christ. You see, it's this life is revealed to us in Christ. And freedom is found in not what I do or don't do, but what Christ has done and is doing. Maybe you felt like that sometimes too. I think Peter did. It seemed like the Gospel of John was over in chapter 20. Christ has, had risen. He'd appeared to the women, the first evangelists. He'd showed his wounds in his side to Thomas. And the author of the Gospel of John even said, Jesus did many other things. Signs in the presence of the disciples which are not written in this book, but these are written that you may believe. It seemed like the gospel of John there in verse 30 of chapter 20 was all buttoned up but there was one more testimony of redemption that God wanted us to hear. One more story of returning. And so we get this account in chapter 21 of Jesus and Peter. Now Peter and some of the other disciples they had gone back, hadn't they, to their family business. Jesus had called them to be fishers of men, people. And here he is just going after fish again. I mean, we just read in chapter 20 that Jesus had risen and Peter was there. It's not as if he didn't know. Maybe he wasn't feeling very Easter-like either. Or maybe it was just the practical need to to make a living. Either way, Jesus comes again to where the disciples were. He goes to the shore. It's interesting, it was not uncommon for there to be a guide along the shore when fishermen there in those days would cast their nets only just about 100 yards offshore. And so it was not uncommon for someone to stand along the shore and look for the the calm air. See if they can see the fish, and tell the fishermen in the boats a hundred yards out where to throw their nets. Jesus did this. But the good news is, Peter and the disciples realized it was Jesus, and so they came running. Well, Peter had to get some clothes on first. Then he came running. John's gospel gives us this vivid picture of Peter's enthusiasm, of the other disciples, the one Jesus loved. And Jesus had breakfast cooking when they arrived to the shore. A not too subtle reminder that he wasn't just an idea, he wasn't just a spirit, but that he had, with flesh, been raised bodily from the dead as he broke bread and ate fish and had breakfast together. And then the conversation turns towards Peter. Peter, do you love me more than these? Now some commentators wonder maybe as Jesus could have been gesturing at the the big catch of fish that they just had brought in. Do you love me more than the life you've had before your career, the things you've left behind. Do you love me more than these? Will you finally leave this now and follow me? Others wondered, well, maybe Jesus was gesturing at the other disciples. The infighting for who was greater. Now everyone realizing that they'd all fled and fallen away on that good Friday. And now all were called by the risen Christ. But one thing we know, regardless of where Jesus might, might have cast his gaze, Jesus asked this question to Peter three times. And it becomes crystal clear what he's doing. Jesus is wiping away the three denials just a week earlier. Peter repents and Jesus restores him. Whatever guilt, whatever hindrance that had held Peter back to this old life, maybe even his old life on the boat, the reliance on himself or whatever now he'd used to get back into the swing of things, he was now being restored by Jesus. And replacing all of that with freedom And forgiveness. And a future. A calling. Famously in this interchange, Jesus uses the word for love in Greek, agape. God's unconditional love. While Peter responds with the word phileo, this human kind of love. Confessing that, His love for Christ didn't match the love that God had for him. But Jesus knew Peter's shortcomings and still redeems him and calls him. He calls Peter beyond where he could take himself to a new identity. You heard Peter write about that in his epistle this morning. In chapter 2, once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. The beginning of that chapter 2 in 1 Peter, Peter tells us to abstain and walk away from our sinful selves and come to this new identity. Peter says that we now are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God, a people of God's own possession, that we might proclaim the marvelous, the wonderful excellencies of Him who called us out of darkness into His marvelous, His wonderful light. This new identity that Peter received, so too you and I receive. We are called to lay aside our old life we are set free. We're no longer bound by this cage. Feeling not very Easter esque either than with Peter. Repent. Lay aside all the sin that so easily entangles you and me, or a way of thinking that keeps us trapped. And be set free, not by our own doing or by our own thought power, but by the resurrected Christ. You are set free. And now invited, now called to live like it. Set free, just as Peter was, set free to serve. I like how Rick Warren paints the picture as he looks at, Jesus is calling throughout the Scriptures. He says He calls the disciples first to just come and see. Then the requirements increase as He invites them to come and follow. Finally now, we're called to come and die. We're invited to go all in. We know that love always Involves responsibility. It always involves sacrifice. Jesus has made that sacrifice for us. So that we can respond to him. And feed his sheep. It's not about you. It's about Christ who set you free. Free not to be bound by sin. Or self. Or safety blankets. Free to serve, set free to be God's holy people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have. So abstain from the passions of this world. Don't stay in the cage any longer. Be the people, be the person God has called you to be, a person of His own possession. So you are set free. To proclaim the excellencies of his wonderful light. Jesus is asking, do you love me more than these? And feed my sheep.